0: Hi, I'm Wendy Merchant, founder and executive director of STEM Blazers, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. STEM Blazers is a nonprofit organization that works with middle school and high school girls to inspire them to visualize themselves in science, technology, engineering, and math. Today's episode is hosted by Madison. Madison will be speaking with Anna Mixie. Anna is currently working as a Senior Director of Development and Operations for a large tech company called Zayo. Madison will be unpacking what that means in just a moment. Anna's passion and spirit is infectious, and I'm so glad she agreed to share her story and what it means to be a woman in STEM, specifically a Latina in STEM. I hope you can feel Anna's passion for the technology industry and her desire to create a dedicated impact for not only closing the gender gap in STEM, but also advocating for diversity. I hope you enjoy their conversation.
1: All right, hi everyone. I'm Madison and I'm a STEM Blazers alum. STEM Blazers has given me countless opportunities and limitless encouragement to develop my confidence and professional relationships. I now volunteer with STEM Blazers as I pursue my college degree. I'm so excited to be speaking with Anna today. Hi Anna. how are you? Hey Madison, I'm good, how are you today? I'm doing great. So let's just jump right into some questions. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing for work. Yeah. So
2: um, my name is Anna Mikshi. I'm currently the Senior Director of Development Operations at, at Zayo. All right. And what is Zayo? Uh, so Zeo is a company that focuses on uh, telecommunications and providing critical um, bandwidth infrastructure to companies throughout the world. So we do uh, we sell fiber services, Ethernet, Wavelengths, a lot of fun things, everything that brings you all of the great applications that you use, probably. So um, Facebook, Twitter, right, Netflix, Amazon are all great customers. And um, we help provide them with the critical infrastructure that they need to um, have a functional business. So what does your specific role do in ZAO? Yeah, so my role is more on the application side. So my team um, works with a lot of the business stakeholders throughout the company. Um, and usually what we're doing is just meeting with them to understand what current challenges they have in their um, in their particular side of the business, right? So it might be, you know, people want a specific feature for their customers, or um, even internally, they're having challenges getting access to types of data, or, you know, they might just have a, a completely different type of challenge, um, that that they just don't know how to solve. So they usually come to us, we have conversations with them to get to understand like how they do their business, how their customers expect them to do their business, and then come up with creative solutions to those problems. Um, Our team usually will build out the full plan. So we, you know, we try to get really creative with it. Um, we do designs, mock-ups, we gather requirements, and then we work with our application developers to to get them working on it and building them some you know great tools and and resources that they can use every single day. Um, and a lot of these tools are, can be customer facing, but al- also they can be internally for our employees to make sure that their day to day job is as effortless as possible.
1: That's great. So it seems like you rely a lot on problem solving and communication with the different teams yes. that you work with. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of jobs have you had throughout your career that have prepared you for this giant role? Yes, um,
2: I'd say it. it, Well, it all started. It's been a while now. um, (laughs) But when I was in college, I uh, was working at Dish Network um, in the call center there. So it was my started off as a summer job just to, you know, get some extra cash and, you know, save some money. Um, and I, I realized how much I really enjoyed just like solving problems and talking to people about what their problems were. Um, I was also usually like the person in my family that was asked to fix like the TV if it was broken or, you know, any of those types of things. So I just, I I loved problem solving anyways. Um, so I started doing that and then just started to um, really enjoy just, you know, critical thinking processes and brainstorming and and looking at different types of tools and, and trying to see how creative we could be about addressing a specific problem. So um, from there, it just kind of kept escalating. I kept looking for more opportunities within within that company to continue to do what I really enjoyed. Um, Ultimately, it led me to my, my last job at Dish Network, which was a learning technology manager, where I helped manage all of our sales training tools. And it was a such a fun job. We got to play um, a lot with a lot of different tools. Um, we were given a ton of freedom to just really develop something that our, our entire sales org could use um and and that was I think when I really decided like I really like this tech thing <laughs> i'm I'm really enjoying it. I love talking to people and fixing their problems and just you know getting um getting really creative with it and then uh that was i think what really like cemented my like okay this is this is the career I want going forward,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, So you you mentioned in that description there, you talked a little bit about you were the person in your family that could fix the TV the person that people turn to (laughs) for technology related issues. Um, Do you feel like your family was really supportive um, in all the decisions you've made in your professional career and set you off on the right track um, from being a kid? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, well, both of my parents, I mean,
2: we, uh, we moved here from Mexico when I was around eight years old. And even before that, it was education. Like they, I mean, they would talk to us all the time about, okay, you're going to, what college are you going to go to? This is so important. Um, a lot of our family member and me- members in Mexico were also teachers, so that may have had something to do with that. <laughs> um, but we were—it was always a really, really important part of us growing up and and making sure that we were, um, you know, really good students, very studious. Um, one of my first memories, actually, so coming to the U.S., um, my, you know, we we moved here, you know many, many miles. And my mom decided that Friday, like two days after we moved here was going to be the first day that we started at our new school in a new country. So she (laughs) enrolled us to start like on a Friday. And I still remember to this day, we still call her out on it because we're like, why? You couldn't give us the weekend? And she's like, no, (laughs) you needed to be in school. Um, So that was, I mean, that's just how they functioned. And um, you know, my mom was always very uh she I well, let me back up a little bit. I've always loved math, English, everything. I I was generally a pretty good student. Um, so she would always like, you should be an engineer. You should be an engineer. <laughs> now in my mind, that was like the scariest thing. <laughs> I was like, why, an engineer.
1: That? <laughs> oh I,
2: like in my mind it was just like an engineer, someone that I've never met in my life, you know, so I was like, I don't even know what this person looks like. I don't know what they do. Like, what is an engineer? Um, And it it was just something that seemed like very out there, very scary and very, um, very technical. Like it it seemed like such a like a dry career to pursue. Now I know that's not the case. But (laughs) you know, in my mind, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Like engineering, <laughs> how, you know, no thanks. That seems like a lot of math classes that I really probably don't want to take. I I'm also very artistic, so I was just like I'm going to lean, you know, I I want to like pursue more of, you know, what really brings me joy, which was art and reading and literature and writing. So, um my mom still to this day she's like I told you you should have been an engineer, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but but she was very, I mean, both of them have um, always, uh, you know, they've been very proud of all of our accomplishments. And um, they didn't give us the option of not going to college. They were like, you're going to do it. You're going to figure out how to go and get yourself there.
1: Sure. So um, when you got to college, what did you study when you were in college?
2: Yeah, so when I um when I went, my, my original plan was to become a teacher. Um, like I said, I I loved uh, you know, reading and, and writing. It's also been a, a very big part of my life. My mom and I are both the people that would be up at like four in the morning finishing last night's book. So um <laughs> I was like, I want kids to get that too, right? And I want, you know, and I'm I'm very passionate about it and hopefully they'll be too. Um and then that's when I started working at Dish Network and and realized that um you know, still trying to get that English literature degree because I still loved it um, and thought that maybe that would still be it. But as my career progressed, it started just, you know, started leading me into the tech world and, um, I think that's why the tech industry is also really interesting. I think a lot of my, my peers also come from a lot of different industries. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's I tried this other career first, and this wasn't really it for me. And, you know, tech really gave, you know, a lot of people another chance to kind of reinvent themselves, which I, I thought was really cool.
1: One thing that I know about you is that you tend to um, work with a lot of people of diversity. And I think that you could probably say that you have diversity of thought and backgrounds of what people decided to do and how it, um, there are lots of different interesting paths that lead them to tech, right? A hundred (laughs) percent. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of teachers there. There's, um, you know, people from all sorts of backgrounds and, uh, you know, it's interesting how all those different people, you know, think and how they talk through problems and how they come up with solutions and, you know, it's it's not just uh, you know educational background. Um, it's you know racial diversity, gender diversity. You know, what wh- however much you can get like people of different backgrounds to look at a problem a different way, and um, it, it makes it makes things so much better. It makes our products way way better. It, it it asks really great questions throughout the process too. So um, if anyone's not doing it, I don't know why they're not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So is that kind of the thought process that led you to join STEM Blazers as one of our board of directors? Mm
2: -hmm. So I was in the Latino Leadership Institute, which is a leadership program here uh, based out of Denver. Um, And I'd always wanted to get involved more in the community. And um, I just wasn't sure how to really do that. (laughs) I wasn't. And I'm like, well, you know, like I donate things and, (laughs) um, you know, do that kind of stuff. But I, I really wanted to have more of a um, a dedicated impact in, sure. in the community. And um, obviously through my experience in my career and my background, um, I, one of the things that I really wanted to do was, uh, you know, address the, not just the gender gap in, um, in the tech industry, but also um, the racial gap that there is. I think Latinas are still like less than 2% in the entire industry, which is um, insane, right? Like you just think about all of the the jobs that are out there, the potential and, um and because that's the other thing to me too, right? like it's not just about having you know a certain number of people in a job it's it's about people who bring real solutions to the table and I really wanted um wanted to get involved with an organization that helped to bridge that. And I was lucky enough to get connected with um, one of our previous board members and with Wendy and hearing about the mission. I mean, it was exactly what I was looking for. It was exactly what I wish I would have had um, growing up and, you know, in high school and trying to make these big decisions that as a kid, it's right. It's hard to at you know, eighteen, seventeen, to say this is this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, right? Based <laughs> on on the knowledge that you have at that time. So I I wanted to be involved with something that not just gave all girls that opportunity to just see what's out there, right? Because that you know I, you, you chose something that wasn't tech related, but you you know what's out there, right? Hopefully that gives you a little bit more of like a an option versus just jumping into a career that um you know you're totally blind to. So. Um, I, I really wanted an organization that did that. Um, and then the other thing, too, for me, I mean, obviously, the, the Latina community is very close to my heart. Um, so I did want something that especially here in, in Denver, right, like there's um, that population is growing very, very rapidly, but we're still very underrepresented in these types of careers. And um, for these girls to see people that are out there that, you know, look like them. Right. Come from similar backgrounds, whether it's, you know, an immigrant background or, you know, you don't have those family members that are engineers or, you know, in corporate jobs even. Right. Like that can even be a scary thing. Um, I want it to be an organization that show them like this is this is this is realistic. (laughs) You can do this. Right. Like you don't have to be um, an insane genius or anything to get into this job. Like it's just like anything else and you you can achieve it.
1: Yeah, that's great. So, I think we're going to break for a little bit of an announcement and then we'll be right back with some rapid fire questions. So, I hope you're ready for, <laughs> for the tough ones.
0: <laughs> Hi, it's Wendy. Did you know that Stimblazers hosts a webinar series? Our webinars are designed to bring our professional Stimblazers community together for a fun and inspiring morning sprinkled with professional development. To subscribe to our newsletter and receive information about our webinars and other upcoming events, please visit us online at stemblazers.org. Now back to the conversation.
1: All right, Anna. everyone, welcome back. Anna, can you tell me a little bit about joining STEM Blazers and the direct impact you've seen with the students or the young women that are involved with STEM Blazers?
2: Yes, yeah. So STEM Blazers, um, gosh, I feel like it's gone by so fast. I believe it's been 2 years maybe wow. that I've been with them. <laughs> um again it's gone by really fast. So I feel like I honestly feel like it was just like last year. <laughs> um, so my involvement with Stumblazers, Blazers, um, I've been on the board of directors, um, really focusing more on the, uh, the, the IT side of it, <laughs> the, um, the technology side. So really where I've been really focused on is just helping the organization really manage all of the data um, around it, um, mm-hmm. just to make sure that as we continue, right to hopefully expand this program, that we are prepared with the data that we need to make business or not business decisions, but um, you know decisions for for the organization going forward. Um, so that's one way, the the main way that I you know I usually interact there, but. Um, I'd say for like the impact I think I've I've loved to meet like so many of these young girls that are uh, so confidently just pursuing what they want to do like I, Mm. I just any event that we've had where I've had a chance to meet with them and talk to them, um, just getting to see that they're, you know, they clearly know what they're going for and and i do believe that stem blazers has played a really really large part in um in helping provide those tools um for our young girls right and it's right it doesn't have to be in tech right it, that that doesn't always have to be the end game or stem <laughs> right. excuse me but um but just so that they know what their options are right and and it's you know it's such a big moment in any person's life to decide you know to pursue a, a career a you know specific Um, degree, et cetera. So I I do. I, I do see the benefit that just has had um, with so many women. And then um, I love seeing that there's like young Latinas in there and they're, you know, listening to people speak about their experiences and then they're talking with each other. So it, it's such a great little networking um, opportunity for, for them as well, right? Not just not just in the moment, right? But um, meeting with other alums and um, the people that are volunteering or speakers, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's I'm sure it's opening up a lot of gates for them so that they can um Pursue whatever they're looking for.
1: And what direction do you see STEM blazers moving as we grow? What What would you like to see STEM blazers achieve in the future?
2: Oh, what would I like? I mean, honestly, I feel like growth, I wish that like, I might, and, and I know Wendy would probably agree, right? Is like <laughs> we have presence like in every single school in Colorado. Yeah. Um, my, I mean, I'm very, again, my, my focus is very much on like our um, underserved communities, right? So, like, I, I do think that that's where um a career in stem could like could change a life right like it's not just the life but the family's life their experience so I do hope that we're able to grow and continue to provide those experiences for those communities of color right or you know even in rural communities where they might not have access and might not see everything that we see here in Denver Mm -hmm. right or Boulder Um, but just continuing to expand that reach out to communities that don't usually have this yeah um, and that could you know hopefully impact you know what degree they do choose to pursue or what careers that they feel comfortable in. Um, I think that's like the, that's the dream, that's the goal. And and I know, you know, Wendy and the team are, are really um, working very, very hard to make sure that we reach that goal.
1: Why is it important that we have something like STEM Blazers? And why is it important that people outside of young women or professional women care about STEM Blazers? Well, I think it's, um, if you're
2: kind of thinking about just the companies and industries, right, that are, you know, that, that cover STEM and and specifically if we're talking about tech, um, they're putting out, right, apps, products, services. Um, I mean, those are all things that are going out into the world. Right. And, and if we don't have people that are represented or communities that are represented, gender, race, whatever, that are not represented in those industries as those decisions are being made, um, that's not, that, that, that doesn't help that industry either, right? Like it doesn't help the community. It doesn't help the industry. Right. So if we really want to, you know, continue to have the best in class, you know, services, solutions, applications in the United States. Then we need to make sure that we're representing the communities that those products are supposed to go out to. Um, and I, I, you know, there's definitely documentaries out there. You know, that talk a little bit more specifically of that, right? Like, there's been right. there's been cases where you know, uh, you know, car crashes and airbags weren't fully tested and they didn't test them on like women and children. And they had horribly, horribly bad effects of that. And that's, you know, that's like the other side of not having a diverse group representing in the room. Um, But in everyday life, there's decisions that are being made and there are um, products that are going out to the world and, and the communities that are purchasing them and investing their money should be part of that as well. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's, I think, you know, not just for the Latinx community, but it's, you know, people of color, um, you know, different genders, different, uh, you know, orientations, like they, they should be part of that decision too, right? Like they're, right. they're part of our community. Um, but I I mean, it's, it, we've continued down this path and I, you know, ho- I'm hopeful for the future <laughs> that we keep going down this path as well. Um, but I do think with STEM Blazers, it's, it's so important to make sure that we're, Um, you know, we're getting to those communities and that they're able to see that and and start having that impact on those industries. And then outside of that, right, I think it's more on the personal level. You know, I think it does impact change. I think it helps lift communities out of poverty, Mm -hmm. out of a lot of different things that if they're, you know, if they're able to invest back in themselves, back in their communities, um, that helps everyone around them, right? So education, right, Uh, you know, bringing additional jobs in um, benefits that whole community around them. And I think that's where you know reaching our our young latinas (laughs) or latinos in the tech industry and other people of color like it's it's just so it's so critical to me right and it's i mean it it leads into a whole other conversation about education and everything but it's um i think it's it's so it's so crucial like it's not um i don't think it's an option like it shouldn't be an option for us whether or not we we try to invest there i think it's it's a must-have
1: right Have you seen over the course of your career, have you seen a shift in the attitudes of people that you work with um, and just hiring practices that you've experienced that Mm -hmm. um, there is a shift for the better?
2: Yes. Yeah. So I would actually, um, you know, one of the big reasons why I I chose Zayo as my, my my current employer um, (laughs) was their, you know, their mission of diversity and making sure that we are, you know, actively pursuing um, different people of just different backgrounds, um, and I I came to know Zayo because I met Sandy Mays, who's the current CIO, and um, she mentored me and and kind of helped me to, to you know help guide me through my Zayo process. But she was one of the the first people that I met, in just her career and, and seeing her in a male dominated field, an um, in industry, and the way that you know that that she's been a game changer. And um, my my previous boss as well, Hannah Wander. I mean, both of them, like the things that they did for Zayo are um, amazing. Like they're game changing, mm. game changing things. Right. So it was, yeah. I, I was so excited to work for a company where I saw these women um, making amazing decisions, innovative decisions that Probably would have scared most people, um, but they were able to really, um, you know, focus on it, get it done. So I really wanted to work with a company um, where you know I could see powerful women making those those decisions. Yeah, um, and then beyond that too, right? Our hiring practices it was it was part of every conversation that we had whenever we were. Um, Looking at potential candidates, right? Is it you know how do we make sure that our teams represent um, you know a a variety of different backgrounds? Like again, it wasn't an option for us. It was let's let's meet as many of these candidates. How do we word our resume so that they can be? um viewed a little bit more, you know, gender neutral um to make sure that women aren't being, you know, steered away from that job. Like I mean, we have conversations about it all the time. We even mm-hmm. recently talking about our developers, we were talking um about there was a recent article or just like a someone's post about how metrics has helped them as a female engineer. Right. So mm-hmm. we even had conversations around that and we shared it with the whole company to say, Hey, isn't this great? Like, how do we make sure that, you know, metrics kind of help balance out the line, whether you're, you know, if you're the only woman in the room, you might not feel like you can speak up when there's all just men, right? Right. So we wanted to make sure that that was something that they could, um, they could rely on. So it's always part of the conversation, which I love. Um, And we've continued to have conversations around it, even through, You know, just the recent, um, I guess in the recent months, obviously, there's been a lot of um, social activism Mm -hmm. and a lot of different things that are happening, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, everything around our country, like that was part of our conversation at work, too. And we were making sure that we were making a safe space for our employees to have those conversations and to be involved in their communities, too.
1: That's great. I'm going to ask you one more question before we yeah. move on to our rapid fire question section. And this is a little bit off topic from what we were talking about, but I still Exciting. think it's very important. So <laughs> okay. how would you personally define success in your career?
2: Um, success in my career? um Well, I feel like if I say it like very specifically and very technically, I'm like, success to me is providing the best products for whatever audience that we're talking to. It's solving problems in such a creative way that they never saw it coming. (laughs) (laughs) That to me, it's like on a day to day basis, I'm like, if we can provide this amazing tool, this amazing software application, and and it dynamically changes the way that they do their jobs every single day, or that the, that we see a customer doing business with us that, that is success to me. Like in the, in the job, I guess that I'm in right now. Um, I'd say beyond that though, I think it's more about, you know, long-term it's, what I see as something that I enjoy in a career is a, a career that lets me be creative, innovative, lets me think freely and, um, you know, and really, you know, gives me some of that ownership to kind of come up with these different um, solutions to, to different problems. I think that's, you know, long term, I, I that's. That's what I want to do every day, right? Solve problems. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't like to be bored. I, I, can't, I can't fix the same problem over and over again. I'll say that. I like to have different problems to break yeah. and solve every day.
1: That's great. I love that. All right. Are you ready for our mm-hmm. rapid fire section? Oh, my gosh. I'm a little don't, nervous. Don't be nervous. It's going to be fun. It'll be so fun. Tell me okay, if you're ready okay. deep, deep breaths. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right, so the <laughs> first question is, what is the best class you have ever taken? Oh, uh, my art class. My art class, at it was at CU Springs, and it was my favorite class of all time. <laughs> all right, number two. Uh, what type of environment do you like to work in? Um, I
2: like to work in... Oh, that's a tough one, especially right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not on Zoom? <laughs> no, not on Zoom. Um, <laughs> you know,
2: I... I like an environment where I can focus when I need to focus, but when I can, mm. the one where I can maybe turn to a person next to me and then have that moment of panic where you can both panic <laughs> together, you know, um, some camaraderie is nice, um, but you know, really just anything that, you know, that lets me work. I'm honestly, I, I, I don't know if it's just like generational, but I just feel like I'm, I can probably work in anything, any place anywhere as long as I have a set of headphones and a computer I can get it done
1: (laughs) all right who's your favorite stem icon female stem icon
2: female stem icon um oh I mean I just I'm gonna have to go with I think I mean this is very like just locally to me but sure andy (laughs) she's just uh, like I mean she's just got like the brains she's got the communication like all of it um she's just so fantastic and I and I love just you know seeing something like in real life where you can you know kind of see how people's minds work
1: all right next one what are three things that you can't live without
2: oh um (laughs) first is my chapstick I can't live without my chest, oh, I need to have perfect. it <laughs> um second uh, this is outside of like my family obviously you know but um <laughs> second would be my water bottle I'm also emotionally attached mm. to my water bottle and then um, I'm gonna say my phone I was gonna say book mm. I love to read and if, yes. I, could, if I couldn't read again I'd, I'd die but I'll say my phone because I can also get my audiobooks through there plus there handle business. So I'll just, I'll
1: say chapstick, water bottle phone. <laughs> Three very relatable options there. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> um, what's the best compliment that you've ever received? Oh man,
2: these are good questions. Oh, I know. <laughs> this is more relevant like in, later on in life. Um, but I uh, served as a mentor um, for uh, in, a, in a DPS high school last year through career connect and um my mentee told me that I was the coolest grown-up she knew and I Aw that was it and I was like well there if I'm getting that from like a high school
1: like 15 year old that's all I that's all the validation I need in life. that's precious I love that <laughs> um this one is right up your alley what is a book that everyone should read
2: uh one hundred years of solitude is my all-time favorite book i've read it like 10 times i have a quote tattooed from it it's it's one of my favorite favorite books love
1: that all right easy one coffee yep. or tea coffee coffee right there with you. all right if you could switch lives with someone for a day who would it
2: be oh jennifer lopez
1: easy love go. that
2: perfect <laughs> What are we all? (laughs) Uh, All aspects of her life. I will take it.
1: (laughs) All right. And then lastly, this is a question that we ask all of our guests. Standing where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self?
2: Oh, um, don't be afraid to do the challenging thing.
1: And Hmm. it's not always as challenging as you thought it would be. I love that. That is so great. All right. Well, thank you so much Anna for coming on the podcast today and for your you. work on the STEM Blazers board of directors. Any final words to our listeners?
2: Oh, um, you know, keep listening, uh get involved whether it's with STEM Blazers or another, you know, local organization. Um just, you know, do what you can to make this place a better place. So, Thank you Madison.
1: Yeah, thank you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for our second episode of the STEM Blazers podcast. Next week we will be speaking with a new professional to learn more about STEM Blazers to donate or to get involved. Please visit us at stemblazers.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at stemblazers.